Welcome to the Adventure Between Us podcast. I'm your host, Destiny Finn, and I am so excited that you're here. Today, we are going to be diving in and just talking about the challenges and those breaking points in life. And honestly, like, I'm really excited to dive into this because that's kind of where I'm at in this season of my life. And it's really honestly just monumental on how often life continually brings around things of repetition, but in new ways and new visions and new seasons and new chapters. So let's dive in. Life is a lot like rock climbing. <laughs> I've often compared life to rock climbing, honestly, because I, I deeply enjoy the sport. I enjoy the climb. I enjoy the feeling of burning my muscles and just honestly, the mental competition with yourself. And the truth about life is it is. It's a lot like rock climbing. And I think a lot of times in our lives, we think of life to just be this lineal straight path. Point A, point B, you're done. And we forget about the details. But then, on the flip side, we start over-functioning and freaking out about all the details, forgetting that they'll just play out. And we're just supposed to keep our sights set on that top route. When you're climbing a route in rock climbing, you do. You're at the ground, and you see where you're supposed to get. Whether that's the top of the cliff ledge, or it's to hit the bell in an indoor gym. And you do. You start climbing up. And as you go, you start saying, okay, there's my next rock, there's my next rock. And you do, you get in this zone of where you're not over freaking out of, oh, how am I going to climb up this whole route? Because it just comes, the details come, the rocks, okay, I'm going to put my hand here, I'm going to put my foot here. And every now and then you do, you have to pause and you have to think, okay, how do I readjust myself to continue on? And that's how life is. Life should just come as they flow, but all the same times we do, we get caught up in the details of, oh my goodness, how is this all going to work out? Forgetting that it's going to work out and the details come as they may and you just got to keep going towards point A, point B. And it's not going to be linear. You know, when you're hiking on a trail, you know the general water of the trail, but you don't know what butterflies are going to fly into your path, what flowers you're going to see, what animals might be scurrying about. You don't know if there's going to be puddles on the ground or the ground's going to have rocks or animal dung. You don't know. You just know point A to point B and the details form themselves and it makes it so beautiful and memorable. And your job is just to plan accordingly. You know, if you're going on that hike, you're going to make sure that you have water and you're going to have food and you're going to maybe have like a first aid kit. If you're applying for a job, you're going to make sure that you have a resume and that you have the clothes that are appropriate for that office or atmosphere. You know, when you're going to school, you're going to make sure that you have the right supplies that you need. You just need to plan accordingly. Be a good steward and have that wise discernment. Okay, what do I need in this season? And that's not just in the physical, but I'm also talking spiritual. What should you be praying for in that season? You know, should you be praying for something that has no correlation to that season of your life? If you feel led to in that great. But at the same time, don't be wasting your breath. I, in my personal opinion, you know, like I had this conversation with somebody a week ago. It's like, why are we, what if we're praying for the wrong things? And I say that because what, how often do we just start praying for things that we don't even know if we want, first of all, but that God might not want for us. How often are we spending time praying for things that we actually don't even really believe in? Because it says, ask and have no doubt and believe. 
And some prayer only comes with fasting. But how often do we just start praying for things of Lord, this, that, the other, but we don't actually believe what we're saying. And he says, don't do that. Don't do that is what he says. And then I guess it also goes back to what if we're praying for the wrong things? It's the concept, if I feel led to go in this direction and to pursue this thing, why am I praying for the opposite? Out of fear or risk of rejection, you know? And it goes back to, he does answer your prayers. Especially when you are going in that direction that he wants. It might not be the answer that you want, but he still does answer them. And sometimes they will not make sense in the logical And you do, you need to plan accordingly spiritually. You need to find and make sure that your footing is solid in his truth. That your wisdom comes from things above and not things of this earth. That you have asked him for that discernment for the season that you're going into. Because he is, he's like a harness in rock climbing. He's right there with you the entire time. He's also kind of like the chalk bag, which you can choose to use or you can choose not to use. But the chalk makes your climb usually a whole lot easier. Unless, of course, you're climbing on like a waterfall, then chalk kind of gets gross. But (laughs) that's a different topic. Um, And we were, we just, we really got talking about how often do we not even A, believe the things that we're praying for, but... What if we're praying for the wrong things, you know? Because we say, hey, Lord, give me this vehicle or give me this job. But in reality, you're also praying, Lord, give me your best care. And what if that job or that vehicle or that thing is not in his best care for you? But you're praying so hard for that. And you're kind of putting more of the give me your best care on the back burner that he then gives it to you. And you realize this isn't what I wanted, you know, but I was so afraid to try something new that he gave me what I wanted. And I realized it's not what I wanted. But at the same time, he used it for good because he uses everything for his good. And I, I honestly, I can see that as a personal testimony in my life. Even just last summer, last summer, I was really freaking out about what I was going to do for the fall. I just, I really, I really want to continue to with camp ministry and whatnot. Even though, honestly, looking back spiritually, I kind of felt him leading me away from that. I'm like, listen, I want to take you into a different direction. I know you're good with camp ministry. You thrive in that area. You love it. It's a passion. But I also want you to put it to rest for a season. But I was, I had found this camp and I was like, oh man, I really want to work at this camp. And so I started really praying, Lord, please open up a job opportunity at this camp for me. And he did. He opened up the door. I got the job. And as soon as I got there though, I just felt in my spirit like the ground was just dead that this was not what he wanted for me. He's like, I gave it to you, but this is not what I want for you. Are you going to listen to me and trust me now? Or are you going to stay here? Because I have way better things in store for you, but they are going to scare the hell out of you. And over that next week, I did. I just, I was like, you know what, Lord? Give me what's best for me. I'm sorry that I might've been stubborn in my prayers of this is what I want and not look to see a different path. But please show me what you want for me. Because he's going to get you to where he wants you to be if you are allowing him to. But it might not look like you expect. It's going to look like that timeline that has a bunch of spider webs going off into different directions. That family tree that goes off into different directions. And as somebody once told me, 
God promised David to be king. But he was still a shepherd boy for years. He still had to first go kill Goliath and slaughter a bunch of other people and become and be refined into this warrior. He had to build the characteristics. So don't give up on the small jobs to go do the big things. Don't forget about the details in between. Because if David had been anointed that king that day and he had just became king the day that Samuel saw him, he wouldn't have made a very good king. Because he didn't have the character qualities that the Lord wanted to instill in him. And that took a lot of hard jobs. That took a lot of new things. It took a lot of refinement in that fire. It took a lot of mental stronghold building of truth. And I think we honestly often forget about that as well. I don't want to go too deep into that. But I am going to touch on it because it is just something important. Is we forget that these people in the Bible were real people. They had personalities like you and me. They had friendship strifes and they had lover quarrels. They had fear and doubt and anxiety. Yeah, they didn't have social media, but they still had circles of friends. They probably felt inferior at times. And I bet you, I guarantee you that David struggled with the feeling of not feeling enough. Because his own dad didn't feel like he was worthy to be king. His own dad said, leave him in the lamb's yard because he's just good at tending his sheep and he's not fit. He doesn't look like a king. I can't see him being king. And I bet you there were moments in those seasons of despair that David was like, how am I supposed to become king? My own dad didn't even think of me to become king. He had those moments. They were people like you and me that went through life with unexpected challenges but also overcoming with mountaintop highs. And there was things that God did in their lives that probably didn't make sense. But it does make sense when you look back. And I see that even in my own life going back to last fall. I had a vision back in 2017 of just I really wanted to write a book. That was a dream and goal of mine of, I want to write a book. And I kind of put it to the side and I forgot about it. Well, that year, September 1st, last year, Yah just really plays in my heart of, I want you to start writing a book. And I said, I'll work on that. You're just going to have to give me a handful of months. Maybe by March, I'll have it written. And that was kind of the goal I set for myself is that by March, I'd have it written. Little did I know that literally like a few weeks later, he'd have me out in the middle of Montana writing this book and that by March, it would be released into the public. That right there is a testimony of Yah. That is Yah's grace upon my life of just life. That's not what I planned, but it was better than I planned. I could have not imagined the lessons and the people that I would meet and the places I'd go. Because it is... It's a lot like rock climbing. And I could have stayed. I could have said, you know what? I'm not writing that book. I could have got out to the middle of Montana and just said, I'm not doing that. Because it was painful. And I did. I broke down many times sobbing because I was like, I don't want to do this. This does not feel comfortable. And that's like rock climbing. You do. You hit that point in your wall, in your route, in your journey. And you're like, my arms are burning so bad right now. I could just easily let go and go back down. Or you push a little farther 
and you get to that top and you feel that feeling of just success and accomplishment in your life. And that's how life is. Life brings about change and change can be good. And life is often like rock climbing. It's not very linear. It's often all over the place. And sometimes you have to take detours you didn't think you'd have to take. But in the end, you get where you want to be if you're willing to continue the climb. Because if you're willing just to give up, you're not going to get to where you want to be. It often reminds me of a story in mythology about the fates. They would write out a person's lives upon a map. And then they would seal it with a stamp of ink with a skull ring. And as the skull got darker, they were closer to death. And the fates, they would. They would write out your life to what it would be. But every now and then, chance would steal a map. And that gave the person the freedom to choose to where you go to be. But as the journey continued on, the fates started to realize any human without chance stealing the maps for them could write their own path. They could take detours and get to a different place before death. But all too often, people just did not. They were okay accepting the bare minimum for settling in their lives, for saying, you know what, I'm comfortable here. Let me just stay. This is all that I have for me. Rather than realizing that they could pursue the path that they wanted They could take it off, but it takes courage. It takes guts. It takes a resilience to pursue and do the hard things. And what the fates would always argue with chances is leave the people to their messes because most people don't want to take the chance. They don't want to have the guts and the defiance to fight. They're okay just settling. They're okay just staying in the comfortable. And it is. It's so easy to be like, you know what? I'm good not doing that, but it's also not fulfilling. It's depressed. And every great warrior has that moment of, I can turn back now or I can make history. I can be a limitless person without limits because the only limits we have are the ones that we give ourselves. And that's ultimately what the fates told chance is yes, we write their lives, but they still have the freedom to change it. But most are comfortable living the life that has been written for them. And how many of you are living a life that has, in a sense, been written for you by your teachers, by your parents, by your friends, by your mentors, by your churches, by your colleges? How many of you are not where you want to be? Because I can guarantee you if I had listened to everybody in my life, especially through my high school years, I would not be where I am today. Because that was the first thing they told me freshman year is you need to go to college or you're going to fail. And I said, I don't want to go to college. There's nothing in college that I want to go to. And I kept getting pressured every single year and teachers would be like, well, you're going to fail. You're not going to make a living unless you go to college. And I was like, well, I don't really want to go to college. So I guess I'm going to fail, but I'm going to enjoy failing. (laughs) Except it did. It started to instill a lot of doubt in me of maybe they're right. And even my film professor um, at my tech school, they were like, you need to go to college for film. 
And I'm like, why not? What am I doing right now? This is a trade school. (laughs) And then I started to argue with the fact of, even if I went to school for film for four years, I now have a hundred thousand some dollars in debt. I now have four years of just exam paperworks. And then I still have to go spend the next four years building a portfolio. When in reality, I could just take the four years instead of going to college and just build a portfolio, gain the experience, and learn anything I need on YouTube. Because, especially for film, it's a creative arts. It's not like doctoring, and even that you need practice on how to properly stitch up a wound or exert a human from a C-section. Or whatever other doctor forms in the areas that you want to go between a dentist and cardiology and the mind and the body and the feet. There's so many different areas. And most of that just comes from all repetition. And especially in the arts, that's something that's purely repetition built. Except I still got told, oh, you need to go to college. You're going to fail. And then at the time when I was really involved in certain youth groups and whatnot... They said, oh, well, you need to go to Bible college. And I said, why? So I can be indoctrinated by someone else's opinions? Yes, I do believe I can learn by mentors. And I have very solid mentors in my life that I talk to. But also, the most truth I'm going to learn is by spending time in the scriptures by myself. Not going to a Bible college that says, Oh, hey, curfew's at 8.30. You can't date until your sophomore year. And uh, no watching movies above G rating. Even though you guys are like 23 to 30 some years old, we're going to still put you in a baby lockdown. And if you want to choose that route, you can. But that was not me. I was like, how is that biblical? How is telling me to wear skirts every day biblical? Because I can guarantee you that's not really biblical. And so I did. I started getting this story, this script for my life being told by people of you need to do this, you need to do that. You can't travel full time. That's not safe. You need to get this and that and do this. But the secret I've come to learn with life is what works for me will not work for you. And what works for you will not work for me because each of our lives has been individually beautifully crafted for our individual needs of refinement to become the person Yah has called and created us to be. And to become that person, it's going to take guts. And so for you, it might look totally different than me. You might need to go to college. Or me, I didn't, and I don't, and I don't want to. And now, I'm debt-free, enjoying my life, making videos, entering film competitions and winning film competitions. And I'm creating. I'm living. And it goes back to you just got to stop comparing what everyone else is doing and look at yourself. Where do you want your life to be? Where do you want to get your life? Don't listen to what everyone else has told you. And I think we do, especially in our society, we believe the scripts of, oh, this is how my life's supposed to look like. This is how a relationship's supposed to look like. This is how marriage is supposed to look like. This is how a job's supposed to look like in my career path. And then we start freaking out when it looks nothing like that storybook script, forgetting that the details are individually written for each person. It goes back to the concept, you and I could literally have the same school, the same classes, the same friends, and each of our lives look completely different. 
We could be each given the same car, the same life, the same type of experience, and have totally different experiences. It's like in an art class when you have the same object in front of 20 people and they say, draw what you see, and every single person in that class will draw something different. Because that is the individual uniqueness of free will and free choice. That is the individual uniqueness crafted inside of the person because you weren't created to be a robot and life isn't just a code. Life is a art. That is what life is. It's not a code that's been programmed. No, it's an art created and crafted to be anything you want it to be. So stop believing the lies that it has to be one thing. Because even with rock climbing, you might have a route, but every single person is going to climb that route slightly different. Their hand grips are going to be slightly different. Their foot grips are going to be slightly different. And it's not just because one person's five foot two and the other person's six four climbing that route. No, it's because we each have a different idea of how to conquer that route. And that's the beauty of life is we all have different ideas and different visions and dreams on how to conquer life. But also many of us just are okay turning back when it gets hard and not conquering that life, forgetting that it isn't going to be easy but it's hard being broke and it's hard being rich. It's hard doing what you love and it's hard not doing what you love because every day you go home with that feeling of regret of I'm not where I want to be. But you can choose to start pursuing to where you want to be or you can choose to be like, you know what? I'm good still working my job at Walmart, living the life that people told me. Nope, this is all that's come to me. I just, I need to get married and have kids and that's all that I'm supposed to be, which some people have that vision and dream and that's great. But other people don't and they shouldn't be shamed for having that vision, for not having that vision or that dream, for having a different vision. And just because you think their vision is crazy doesn't mean you should shame them or tear them down for it. Just because they have the dream of traveling full time out of their vehicle and you're like, I could never do that. That's not safe. I need a bed. You shouldn't tear them down for that. Because what works for them doesn't work for you. And that's where comparison will kill you to your core. Whether you compare with a career or you compare with your life or you compare with your looks. Comparison will kill you. So as we just kind of end this ramble of a jamble today, I really do. I encourage you to remember that life is meant to be conquered and it's not going to be easy. It's going to take guts and it's going to take defiance and it's going to take resilience Because you will, you will have to conquer that Goliath that's in front of you. You have to decide if it's worth chasing, pursuing, and conquering. Or if it's worth just, you know what, I'm comfortable where I am. And I challenge you to conquer the climb. To push past the pain and get to that level. But you just have to know, once you get there, you're going to want to climb more. And it's going to have new challenges, but you are going to be so excited when you do that. And there will be moments of fear, but there'll be also moments of fearlessness, of success, of wow, I can't believe I got here, but it's going to take a little guts and remembering that life isn't just a straight line. It's not just written out by faith, by a fate, but it's yours to choose on how you craft it. And at the end of the day, you are responsible for you. You are responsible for deciding what you want your life to look like. And it could be anything you look like. But it's up to you to decide. 